بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ما نقصت صدقة من مال وما زاد الله عبدا بعفو إلا عزا وما تواضع أحد لله إلا رفعه الله عز وجل رواه مسلم Abu Huraira radiyallahu ta'ala narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said This hadith as we mentioned three sublime noble qualities are mentioned in this hadith or the targhib or encouragement is given towards imbibing ourselves with these three qualities the first that of generosity spending in charity which we discussed at great length the second is to forgive and overlook when we are oppressed or we are wronged in any way. And the third quality which the hadith deals with is that of humility. As I said, the first two aspects we discussed at great length, Rasulullah said, Ma naqasat sadaqatun min mal. He said, The wealth of no person was diminished through spending in charity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevates a person when he will forgive those who have wronged him for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا زَادَ اللَّهُ عَبْدًا بِعَفْوٍ إِلَّا عِزًّا When a person forgives, then all that happens is that Allah ta'ala elevates and honors that person. The third part of the hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَمَا تَوَاضَ أَحَدٌ لِلَّهِ إِلَّا رَفَعَهُ اللَّهُ عَزَّ No one adopts humility. No one exhibits humility for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevates and honors such a person. To humble oneself, to lower oneself for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you look at the, if you look at the spiritual maladies or the spiritual sicknesses or challenges that face a human being, one of the greatest obstacles towards gaining the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and amongst the first maladies that the Quran or the Hadith speaks of is that which befell Shaitan, the greatest enemy of man. Ana khayrum min when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered shaitan to make sajda before Adam alayhi salam, and shaitan refused, and the basis of his refusal or argument, ana khayrum min, I am better than him. You created me out of fire and you created him out of sand. So I am superior. So why must I submit myself? Why must I humble myself? Why must I lower myself? before Adam salam. So in other words, pride had entered the heart and this resulted in the destruction of shaitan for eternity. Opposite of pride is humility. So from this we learn what a great impediment towards the spiritual progress of a person pride is. In fact, Rasulullah sallallahu the meaning of the hadith, لَا يَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةَ مَنْ كَانَ فِي قَلْبِهِ مِثْقَالُ حَبَّةٍ مِّنْ خَرْدَلٍ مِّنْ كِبْرٍ That person who has pride equivalent to an atom's weight, 
mustard seed. Person with pride equivalent to a mustard seed will never enter into Jannah. Ulama Ikram say that such a person will have to enter into Jahannam and that pride will have to be cleansed. He will have to be cleansed of that before he becomes worthy of entering into Jannah. So lowering oneself, humbling oneself, adopting humility for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is something that it is absolutely imperative that every one of us becomes hard on ourselves, keep taking stock of ourselves, keep checking. Because pride, kibber, arrogance, this is something that is such a, such a danger to a person's spiritual progress that is not just an element of a person becomes wealthy or his material benefits increase, so then pride and arrogance enters his heart, he looks down upon the poor, etc. But we find that this Pride is such a sickness that it does not only afflict people in worldly lines, it afflicts people in deeny lines also. When a person sometimes acquires great knowledge of deen, if he is not careful, pride enters the heart. If a person is, exerts himself in ibadat, does a lot of worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, tilawat of Qur'an, zikrullah, tahajjud, etc. Or dawat and tabligh also, a person spending a lot of time in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it doesn't mean that shaitan leaves this person. But very often, these dini activities can become a means of pride entering the heart of a person. And this type of pride, as I mentioned many times before, one is the pride of wealth. The pride of wealth, this is discernible. You can see the arrogance. You can see it in the manner which the person addresses others, looks down upon others, etc. And because this type of Pride is visible, it's apparent, you can see it. Therefore, to treat it also is possible. Or it becomes easier to treat it. Then there is a different type of pride. That is the pride of neki, the pride of amal, the pride of piety. The, what ulama Ikram refer to as uj. This type of pride is more dangerous than pride which is associated with worldly wealth because this pride cannot easily be seen person suddenly, because of his piety, because of his taqwa, because of his amal, now pride has entered the heart and he considers himself to be superior. He doesn't humble himself before others. This type of pride is not easily discernible and seen. And because of that, it is all the more dangerous. And the sign, ulama Kiram tell us, what is the sign that ujb has entered the heart? What is the sign that the pride of piety has entered the heart? They say the sign of it is when you begin to look at the weaknesses and the deficiencies and the faults of others. When you begin to notice the shortcomings of others. Like the Arabic saying, Absarun nas, man kana basiran, dariran. Who is the person with the best sight? Who is the person with the best sight? That person who when it comes to the faults of others, he is blind. And when it comes to his own faults, he can see. Because the more you notice your weaknesses, the more you notice your spiritual shortcomings, then the greater likelihood there is that you will make effort to address that. And the more you notice that once the gaze has fallen on others, this one is like that, that one is like this, and mashallah, I am so pious, I am so muttaqi, I am so pure. Like human nature is such, when it comes to others' weaknesses, 
when it comes to the good qualities of others, if a man has 99 good qualities and one shortcoming, if we are not careful, once this pride of piety overtakes the heart, then the person will have 99 good qualities and one bad quality, you'll only notice his bad quality. And you yourself will have 99 bad qualities and one good quality, the only thing you notice about yourself is your good quality. So this is why we have to be very, very careful. This is something that is... Ulama Ikram says is harika. It is something that destroys the piety of a person. When this element of superiority, of piety enters the heart, that because of my piety, because of my amal, because of my dini khidmat, the somehow the other now makes me superior to others. I feel I am accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is very, very dangerous. As Umar sahab rahmatullahi, amongst the advices he would give, he would say, darte raho. Carry on fearing, fearing what am I doing, whatever I am doing, is Allah accepting it? Is it worthy of me presenting even in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's court? All we have to do is take stock. Who of us feels that in, in my life thus far, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, whatever my age is, thus far have I reached that level of piety that I have even performed two rakats of salah, or even one sajda? that is worthy of being presented in Allah's court. If we are honest with ourselves, we haven't made one sajda like that yet. We haven't made two rakat salah like that yet, that we can present in Allah's court. When my own salah is so weak, where do I have the time or the energy to notice the weaknesses of others? Where do I have the time or energy to point the finger out at others? We should be concerned about ourselves. When it comes to others, the hadith of Rasulullah is clear, think good of the next person. That definitely whatever he is doing is being accepted by Allah. Whether what I am doing is being accepted or not, that, that, is, that should be my concern, that should be my worry. So how this pride can be cleansed, my respected brothers, by adopting humility, by humbling oneself. By constantly questioning oneself, by constantly feeling that what I am doing is not sufficient, is not of the required level. That constant worry should imbibe within us this humility, this submission. That is why Ulama Ikram say, when it comes to tawadu lillah, when it comes to humility for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they say one is to adopt tawadu and to adopt humility in ibadat. In the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by submitting ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command, and by constantly talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, I am nothing, you are everything. Ya Allah, I am nothing and you are everything. One is to just say that. One other is to develop that conviction, like we find Waqiyata mentioned about great Oliya and the great friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When someone someone said to one that you know what? That this, this, this dog is better than you. This dog is better than you. And this might seem far-fetched, but look at the reaction of the person. What is the reaction that, yes, what you are saying is correct. This dog is better than me if I die without iman. If Allah Ta'ala takes away the tawfiq, whatever I am doing is Allah's tawfiq. It's not my ability. Allah has accepted me. Many talab bhi kisi ke karam ka sadqa hai. Ye karam uthaya jata hai. This desire to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Allah's favor upon me. I cannot take the step. The step is taken for one. 
without Allah's tawfiq, I can't do a single act or single amal of ibadah. I will not be able to do even one, even take Allah's name if it was not His tawfiq. So this consciousness that, Ya Allah, you are everything and I am nothing. One, like, coming back to that incident, he says, yes, if I die without iman, if Allah takes away the tawfiq of iman from me, then what you are saying is correct, this dog is better than me. But on the other hand, if till the last moment my iman is preserved and I leave this world with iman and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy with me, then only I am better than this dog. So what is going to happen right at the end, we don't know. So constantly that fear has to be there. Constantly that submission to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has to be there. So ulama kiram mentioned, one is tawadu lillah fil ibadat. One is to humble oneself for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in one's worship. And the mazhara of that, the display of that is dua. That in dua, to speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, I am nothing, you are everything. To, to lower oneself and to elevate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to say it with conviction, to keep on speaking this, to break this nafs down, that we are nothing and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is everything. And the second aspect of tawadu, which is specifically referred to in this hadith, in our dealing with one another. وَمَا تَوَادَ أَحَدٌ لِلَّهِ In our dealings with one another. Allah has blessed you with certain abilities. Allah has blessed you with certain amenities. Sometimes Allah has given you greater wealth, greater intelligence, greater beauty, greater different aspects Allah has given you. Or you perceive that you have more than the next person. What does that create in your heart? Does it create superiority? Do you feel somehow or the other because you are blessed in these things, you are better than that person? Shariat encourages us that don't let that enter the heart. This is Allah's distribution. Allah has blessed me so I should be more thankful to Allah. I should humble myself more before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not consider myself to be superior to the next person. And primarily, what is my position in the eyes of Allah Ta'ala, this is something Allah has concealed. Not one of us here knows what his position is in Allah's eyes. So what Sharia teaches us, we should feel, I am the lowest of the low, and the other person, the next person has done something, has done something because of which Allah has elevated him. So look up to the next person rather than looking down upon the next person. And the more we will do this, the more we will do this, the more we will humble ourselves, the more we will lower ourselves, we find Rasulullah is giving us the nuskha and prescription. The more Allah will elevate you. The more you humble yourself, the more Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will elevate you. And there are certain, one is to speak about these things, the other is how these qualities can enter our lives. Humility, ulama ikram say how it enters one's life is by making khidmat, by serving others. The more you will serve, serve others, it will break down this pride that is in the heart. It will imbibe humility in a person. And the other, very very effective and coincidentally, just now, Mawlana Asad Sahib mentioned that Alhamdulillah Jamaat is going to start, is, is going to start walking in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And various times, Alhamdulillah, in Masjid Hilal, when these pedal Jamaat starts, some targhib is given, opportunity is given to walk, to join these Jamaats. To walk with for a few steps with them in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
we find that this walking in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the closest. The pedal jamaats walking in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the closest diet to the direct sunnat of Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam. Dawat and tabligh was the maqsad and object of Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam. Propagation of deen. Now that propagation takes place in various manners. But closest to the direct sunnah is to walk in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this walking in the path of Allah ta'ala is a means of developing humility within ourselves. Developing submission to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Humbling ourselves doesn't mean that a person is walking because he can't afford a car or he doesn't have a transport or he doesn't have the means. But this is direct sunnah of Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam. And this is what will develop humility within us. And this is what takes us, because the closer we go, the closer we go to the direct amal of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the more beloved and more accepted in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we mentioned before, even the dust that settles on a person when he is walking out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, لا يجتمعان دخان في سبيل الله لا يجتمعان غبار في سبيل الله ودخان جهنم أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Nabi said that the dust that settles on the body of a person walking in the path of Allah, Allah has made the fire of Jahannam haram on that. This is an amal that will cool the earth. When a person walks on the earth for Allah's sake, walks in the path of Allah, all that haram and masiyat that was taking place on the earth, that anger and that, and that heat is cooled when a person walks in the path of Allah. Person walking in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala's anger is cool. Decisions of maghfirat, that azab of Allah which was supposed to come is removed. Ibn Rajab Hamali rahimullah mentions the athar in his Lataiful Ma'arif that Ahabul Ibadi ilallah, who are the beloved slaves of Allah ta'ala, those who love one another for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and those who walk the earth, those who walk the earth bin nasiha with the concern and worry of humanity in the heart. Those who get up at the time of tahajjud and ask Allah for forgiveness, and their hearts are attached to the masjid, these are the qualities of those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. One of the qualities, as we mentioned, is to walk the earth, is to walk in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reviving this great sunnah of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam. So alhamdulillah, we have this opportunity, brothers are encouraged, that we should join this jamaat, at least with the first few steps, and have this niyat that at least our elders have give, given us this nuskha, or have given us those who have spent four months already, our elders say at least once in a lifetime, we should spend four months pedal, in other words, four months walking jamaat in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah give us tawfiq subhanahu wa ta'ala.